You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Zags, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode being brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. I'm your host as always, Stephen Carr. You can follow me on Twitter at Escargo. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnZags. Today is Monday, April 3rd, and Gonzaga basketball had a very busy weekend. Today's episode is going to be all about the newest member of the men's team, Rashir Bolton. We're going to talk about his career what he brings to the table in Spokane, and then we're going to hear from Bolton as he talked with Brenna Green and our partners over at Krem2 TV in Spokane. So we'll hear what he has to say, and then we're going to finish this show talking about how exactly he fits into next season's roster because some people aren't sure if there are enough minutes to go around with the guards that are on the roster. So I'll explain how I see things uh, in terms of all of that. Before we get to Bolton, though, here are a couple other news and notes from around the weekend. Uh, Gonzaga women also very active in the transfer portal this weekend. They got a 6'5'4 from Syracuse, and I looked everywhere to see how to pronounce her name, and I could not find a pronunciation guide. Syracuse did not have game notes with a roster on it this season, so I imagine I'm going to completely butcher this, but I believe it's Maud Hausbins. Uh, she's from the Netherlands. She's a six foot five forward. Like I said, she was the twelfth ranked post player in the class of 2020 in the U18 European Championships a couple summers ago. She averaged 12 points and six and a half rebounds while playing for the Netherlands. She only played one game this past season at her freshman year at uh, Syracuse because of injuries, and now she enters Gonzaga with all four years of her eligibility remaining. She's stuck behind. Uh, a really, really good post player at Syracuse who's six foot seven and one of the best prospects in the same class as her. So her playing time was going to be limited her entire career there. So she comes to Gonzaga and based on the limited film that I watched of her on the internet, uh, mainly all just stuff from the, the FIBA tournaments, she looks like a shot blocking center, which makes sense at six foot five, but she actually moves really, really well. So I've talked about on here before about Anna Verjogi, who's also six foot five, who Gonzaga has on their roster. But uh, this new forward that they're bringing in looks a lot more mobile and a lot more fluid uh, at this stage than Verjogi did, especially offensively. She seems to have really good touch at the rim, and she can drive a little bit from the perimeter as well. So she looks like she's just a really intriguing piece who could be a factor. Probably not so much this coming year, but in two years, definitely, after taking this coming season to probably develop and kind of acclimate herself into Gonzaga's system. Zags in the NBA, DeMontis Sabonis returned on Saturday night after missing six games with a back injury, and he came back with a vengeance. He had 22 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists at halftime against Oklahoma City. He was the first player in the last 25 years to have a 20-point triple-double in the first half. So shout-out to Montez Sabonis. He finished the game with 26 points, 19 rebounds, and 14 assists. Speaking of professional Gonzaga players, Wyatt Mills, Spokane native, former Gonzaga baseball star, made his Major League Baseball debut on Saturday night with the Seattle Mariners. He pitched a scoreless eighth inning in relief. 
Mills was an electric closer when he was at Gonzaga, especially his final two seasons in 2016 and 17, I believe. And he was taken in the third round by Seattle in that 2017 MLB draft. And he made his way fairly quickly through that Mariners system. Uh, And so he made his debut on Saturday, pitched an inning in scoreless relief, like I said. And he joins Marco Gonzalez as Gonzaga players on that Mariners roster. So shout out to the MLB Zags. Shout out to the NBA Zags. Okay, now the biggest news from the weekend. And that's the addition of Rashir Bolton from Iowa State. Uh, His career has been kind of a roller coaster. He actually started at Penn State, where he averaged 11.5 points as a freshman, primarily coming off the bench. And he ended up leaving Penn State after one season after his coach, Pat Chambers, made racist remarks directed right at him. And so Chambers ended up resigning a year later after a huge investigation into him. And so Bolton made his way to Iowa State from Penn State to play alongside Tyrese Halliburton, who was one of the better point guards last year. And so he played, uh, Bolton did, Bolton played off the ball while Halliburton played, uh, you know, lead guard duties. And uh, Halliburton ended up getting hurt in those final eight games of that season. And so Bolton had to kind of take over the lead guard duties from there. He averaged, Bolton did just under 15 points a game his sophomore season. But Iowa State uh, was kind of disappointing and they weren't very good. And then this past year, uh, with Halliburton gone to the NBA, Bolton became the Cyclones' main point guard. So he's got plenty of experience his three seasons playing both the point guard and the off guard. So he's got experience playing both guard spots, which is going to be big uh, coming up for Gonzaga this coming season. Um, But he was the best player on a really bad Iowa State team. They went 2-22. They were definitely the worst Power 5 team in the country. And so their head coach, Steve Prohm, got fired in this offseason. And Bolton decided that he would move on as well. During this past season, Bolton averaged 15.5 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. And he increased his shooting percentage from the prior year from 40% to 46%. And despite being on a horrible team, he was still uh, named third team all Big 12. Which normally if you're on a pretty bad team at the bottom of the standings, you typically don't get a guy on any of the first, second, or third teams. So it should show a little bit about how much respect he has uh, kind of from those coaches from around the Big 12. And if you want some reference to how he played against some of the schools Gonzaga faced this season, here you go. All of these games were on the road, by the way. All of them on the road. He had 18 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals at Iowa. 25 points, Four rebounds, four assists, zero turnovers at West Virginia. 21 points, seven rebounds, four assists, one turnover at Oklahoma. 21 points, eight rebounds, six assists at Baylor. The guy can play basketball and he can score. The type of style he is, he plays downhill, which works great in Gonzaga's system. He's a relentless slasher and driver. He gets to the line a bunch uh, where he actually shoots 85%. So it's not like he gets to the line and misses. He gets to the line and he scores from there. He's an incredibly efficient scorer at the rim and he's really, really good in transition as well. This should be exciting. The last two seasons, Bolton is 56 for 74 at the rim in transition, which is where Gonzaga scores a ton of their points. Uh, That's 76%, which is awesome. And his assist rate this year was 26%, which was higher than anybody on Gonzaga's roster. So the way that he plays fits Gonzaga's system quite well. 
I guess the two biggest issues uh, that you could say with him are his three-point shooting and his turnovers. Let's talk about the turnovers because I think the turnovers can be explained by having a very high usage on a bad team with teammates who could not score the basketball. So he had to do more for himself. Uh, If you surround him with a better roster with players who can actually score, uh, those turnovers are going to go down. I mean, you can ask Ryan Woolridge about that. He dropped pretty much a full turnover per game from North Texas to Gonzaga while playing basically the exact same number of minutes. And I expect something very similar to happen with Bolton as well. The three-point shooting, on the other hand, is probably a different story. He has shot low to mid 30% pretty much his entire career, which is basically the same as Andrew Nevhard. And I don't think either of them are going to be knockdown shooters. Uh, But with open looks, because of those better teammates, it's very possible that Bolton's percentage ends up closer to 40% than it does 30%. Three-point shooting on this team clearly is the biggest concern overall heading into next season with this roster. Uh, but but the other major concern that I had before last week was their lack of a second veteran guard who can handle lead guard duties when Andrew Nemhart is on the bench or in foul trouble. And now that role has been filled by a 15-point scorer who is an all-Big 12 player. And I don't think you can really complain about that too much. I think the way that he plays fits Gonzaga's system really, really well, and I'm excited to watch him get on the court. All right, coming up, we're going to hear from Bolton himself. He talked with Brenna Green and our partners over at Krem2 in Spokane about why he's excited to come to Spokane, so we'll get to that here in a second. But first, a word to talk about Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. Did you know the Giants are in first place in the NL West? That's right, the Giants are in first place in the NL West. The NBA and the NHL are also approaching the playoffs. It's the perfect time to get in on the fun, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NHL, but also all your UFC and MMA action. Before the first pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. All right, now that we have heard a little bit about Bolton as a player and kind of the style that he plays, let's hear from the man himself. Our partners over at Krem2 in Spokane allowed us to play this interview in full with Bolton from Friday afternoon, so let's take a listen. Just first of all, just uh, why Gonzaga? You know, I think it you know, kind of speaks for itself, you know, the culture, you know, what they do, winning, you know, how they produce on the court, and then, you know, just talking to the coaching staff and really getting a feeling for how they were, and it's really like a family environment. And, you know, everybody who's been there says they love it and stuff like that. What did Gonzaga say to you about what they what they want from you um, when you when you get here? Um, I mean, they kind of you know simply put it as you know they lost they lost three guys to the draft and you know Suggs, Ayayi, and Kispert, and you know they're looking for you know somebody to come in and try and fill those roles and you know just have an impact and you know come in and win games. So you know that spoke to me and you know I I loved it and I'm I'm ready for the opportunity. What excites you most, the most about coming to Gonzaga? Um, I would just say, uh, you know, they win at a high level. You know, 
through my college careers, I've had some tough seasons and, you know, things haven't really, you know, gone the best way for me. So I just want to be in a situation where I can win and, you know, leave a lasting impact on the school, you know, try and win a national championship. Yeah, just what does it mean to you to be going to a program where a national championship next year is realistic and truly the goal for the team? Uh, it's big. You know, it's um, it's something, you know, I think I'm ready for. You know, I just want to come in and work, you know, do whatever I can and try and help the team every way, everywhere I can, you know, wherever coach needs me to do something, you know, I'll do it, you know, just to have us win games. Do you know if you're going to be starting next year or have you had any discussions about that yet? I don't, I don't know. I'm just coming in and, you know, fight for my spot like everybody else. Just for Gonzaga fans, you know, who haven't seen you um, play basketball, considering, you know, you play in the Big 12, which not as many people watch over here. Uh, just what, um, what, how would you describe your, your style of play? Um, you know, I like to play fast, play in transition. Um, you know, just the toughness, you know, I like to play defense, play hard, and just, you know, I do every, anything it takes to win, you know, whether that's scoring, getting my teammates involved finding a hot hand, you know, trying to get a stop. So I just, you know, anything I can to win games, that's how I play. Um, just what are your expectations for next season, both for yourself and, and for this this team you're coming to? Um, you know, for myself, just, you know, making the most of the situation and, you know, trying to become the best person I can on and off the court. And, uh, you know, for the team, you know, win the national championship, you know, that's, that's our goal. Do you know anybody on Gonzaga's roster right now, or do you, do you not know anybody um, coming in? Uh, I know, you know, I know of them. I mean, I've definitely heard their names, but I don't know any of them personally yet. You know, you, you you mentioned the fact that you know, like last year, obviously two and twenty-two at, at Iowa State and stuff. Just uh, a, a lot more winning going on here at Gonzaga. Just how much does that excite you as well? Uh, it's it's very exciting, you know, to come in, you know, to their culture, you know, what their expectations are, and just coming in to meet them and working hard. And, you know, learning new things. So I, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and just what, what put Gonzaga over the edge compared to your, your other finalists that you had? Uh, I would just say, you know, the family feel, you know, their culture and, you know, how they how they have guys still come back to school there and, you know, still a part of the culture and how, you know, Jalen Suggs says he felt like it was a family. He was only there for a year. So just things like that spoke to me about how, how real the love is there. There's two things that stick out to me when listening to that uh, that Bolton interview, and the first is the family piece of it. He wants to feel part of that Gonzaga family, which is something that not just every player seems to feel when they play for GU, but it also seems to be the most popular feeling among regular students uh, when they talk about after uh, graduation, when they talk about the school. And I know from personal experience, that's one of the things that I talk about all the time when people ask me, why I went to Gonzaga, why I chose it, and how I felt uh, going to this school. And the second part that's interesting to me is how much he wants to win. He's played on three really bad power schools his first three seasons. And his year at Penn State had some pretty toxic off-the-court stuff as well. So he's dealt with a lot of really hard times that has shaped him. And I think that adversity and that toughness is going to be a very welcome addition to the roster next season. Plus, he's played against the best competition and some really, really good physical teams his first three years. So all of that combined is going to be a, a very good uh, addition to the roster. Okay, coming up, we are going to finish the show talking about how exactly Bolden fits into the rotation because Dominic Harris is already there. Hunter Salas is already there. So what does it mean for guys like them? 
How do all these minutes get distributed? I'm going to give you my thoughts coming up here in just a second. But one thought that I do know for sure, Built Bar is amazing. It is the best tasting protein bar on the market, and we've been telling you about it for a while. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate in all bars. It's even perfect for keto diets. There are over 20 amazing flavors, including peanut butter, caramel brownie, banana bread, cookies and cream, and many more. All of them are soft, easy to chew, and absolutely delicious. But not only do they taste great, they're healthy too. They're great for the health conscious guy and also for anyone looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The cookies and cream bar, for example, which is my favorite, it has 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. So go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Okay, so here's two really important things to consider about Rashir Bolton. First is that he has to get a waiver to play this coming season. The one-time free transfer rule that just uh, got passed and went into effect for this coming year, that's for all of those who have never transferred before. Because Bolton has already transferred once, technically he's going to need a waiver to play. So does Aaron Cook, wherever he ends up going, despite being a super grad transfer. But the good thing is that the NCAA likely is going to approve almost all of these just because. And in the case of Bolton, uh, his coach got fired uh, at the end of the year. And the new coach at Iowa State that came in basically had a meeting with him and said, you're not the kind of, you know, you're not fitting the style of play that I want. So if you want to look elsewhere, feel free. And so he did. And so he's definitely expecting to suit up this fall, as is Gonzaga. And then the other thing to note is that Bolton is coming to Gonzaga as a junior, according to their press release. He's already played three years of college ball, but because of the NCAA, uh, they're pausing everyone's eligibility if they choose. So that means Bolton is coming to Spokane, and he's going to have two years left to play. Not only is it going to be on this year's coming roster, He's going to be a fifth-year senior in the 22-23 season as well, which is going to be absolutely massive. So how exactly does he fit in this coming season then? Let's talk about minutes. Right now, I am going to say that this is an eight-man rotation, uh, which, you know, Mark Few, somewhere between seven and nine players, typically seven or eight is his preferred rotation. So let's keep it at eight right now. Andrew Nemhard is going to play 35 minutes in big games, minimum. I mean, he played... 43 against UCLA, 39 against Baylor. I think he played all 40 in the WCC title game against BYU. So let's just say 35 for the sake of math. That leaves 85 minutes to be played at the two and three spots for Dominic Harris, Hunter Salas, Rashir Bolton, and Julian Strother. The other three guys in the rotation, Chet Holmgren, Drew Timmy, Anton Watson, those three are going to split the 80 available minutes at the four and five, which could look something like Chet and Timmy getting 30 minutes each with Watson getting around 20. There could be a super, super small ball lineup where you see Strother slide to the four, but I think those minutes are going to be kind of few and far between unless there's some foul trouble. And as much as I love Caden Perry, both he and Ben Gregg are a year away from getting meaningful rotation minutes. At least I think so. And I doubt you're going to see much of a Watson, Chet, Timmy, lineup together. I think this team is going to play small before they go big. 
So that brings us back to the perimeter. Those four guys that I mentioned, Salas, Harris, Bolton, Strother, they've got 85 minutes between the four of them. So that's an average of about 20, 21 minutes each. I don't know who's going to start with Nemhart, Chet, and Timmy. My guess right now would be Dominic Harris and Julian Strother because they've been with the program for a year already. Um, but you can't really go wrong with any of these players. Bolton gives you a veteran presence off the bench who can play both guard spots, kind of in that same role that Admon Gilder did in the 1920 season. And then you've got Hunter Salas, and he gives you kind of that raw explosiveness for 15 or 20 minutes a night. To me, Salas is not a guaranteed one and done like Jalen Suggs was coming into Gonzaga. And I'm not alone. I think many others actually expect him to be a two-year player. He's not as polished as Suggs was coming into Spokane. Having Bolton around takes a little bit of pressure off those young guys in Harris and Salas. The competition in practice between all those guards, I think that is going to be must-see. And I wish I could pay money to see all of them uh, battle it out because it's really going to be a kind of iron sharpens iron situation. And now the really interesting part is if Gonzaga can land Nolan Hickman too. He's a top 30 recruit in the 2021 class from the uh, Seattle area. He decommitted from Kentucky after his main recruiter left that Kentucky program to get a different job. And there are some serious legs to that rumor that he's going to end up at Gonzaga. If and when that does happen, I'm going to talk more about it then. But just know that Hickman is also not a one-and-done player. And if Gonzaga gets all of these guys, all of these guards on the same roster, they have plans for each of them. Each player knows what that plan is. And each player is buying into that plan. And so here's the bottom line. Gonzaga has been to two of the last four national championships now. They're producing NBA talent on a yearly basis. They are about to have a top three NBA pick most likely. They just got the number one recruit in the country on their roster. And high school kids at this point are actively choosing Gonzaga over Kentucky because Gonzaga develops better. All of that is to say Gonzaga is in really good hands and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. And speaking of which, I am going to expand on that topic on Wednesday's show. Wednesday is going to be a State of the Zags episode where I explain kind of how and why Gonzaga is in a position to be a top five team for several more years. But that's coming up on Wednesday. Tomorrow, on Tuesday, that episode is going to be a State of the WCC because there has been just chaos in the transfer portal. I think the transfer portal is up to close to 1,600 players now, which is just ridiculous. And so tomorrow we're going to update you on where all 10 teams in the West Coast Conference stand as of this moment. And I will give you my current WCC power rankings. Of course, both of those days are subject to change if some big breaking news happens over the next 24 or 48 hours. Don't forget to tune into the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. The NFL draft is over. Who won? Who lost? That is the question of the day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget you can also rate and subscribe to this podcast. Please leave a review with your Gonzaga story. I'll read them every Friday on the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Escargo. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Zags. 
If you want to email the show with your story or any questions or ideas that you want me to talk about, feel free to do so, lockedonzags at gmail.com. Everybody enjoy your Monday. We will see you back here tomorrow morning. It is a great day to be a Zag.